Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
worship music CD. Let's turn to page 15, Victory in Jesus. Very old song, traditional, but very important for this holy day, a term that symbolizes victory. God gives us victory, the final victory in the war against evil, that final victory to come. Page 15. 
services, whether you're listening live or you're listening later on in the archives, to stand up because this is not a show. This is not going to a theater where you sit down in the audience and just sit there and watch. This is worship. Worship the Lord. Stand up and worship him and sing along. Oh, 
Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Let's go in prayer and remove my stuff. Heavenly Father, good morning. Thank you, Father, for the strength that you are giving us to preserve and to press through. Thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. Thank you for songs that you have put in our hearts. Thank you, Father, for opportunities to worship you. For, for revealing truth to us, for choosing us for this most important time. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your mercy upon us. Lord, Heavenly Father, we pray for strength to get through these next 24 hours and these next few days, these next few weeks, next few months these next few years and through all eternity. Father, please give us strength. Help us to not fall away. Help us to not get discouraged or down, depressed. Rather, to always put our eyes upon you, on your goodness, on your love, on your grace on your mercy, on your amazing power, upon the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Help us to look at the positive things, those of good report, those things that are praiseworthy. Help us to not hide or head in the sand concerning negative things. We must be aware and watchful. Nevertheless, help us to put our hearts and our focus upon your goodness and upon positive things. Even in our weakest times, times of temptation, and trial, and distress. Help us, Lord Father, to remember your goodness and your power. Help us to praise you in the midnight hour, even as Paul and Silas did. Help us, Lord, not grow weary in the final days. Press forth 
great strength, with great energy and zeal and passion. Help us to increase in power and in strength and in hope and in faith in the final hours of this generation rather than decreasing in strength and hope and faith. Help us to not fall as many others have done. For our eyes to look upon the hills from where of our help coming from. Mountains. On your holy mountain, your holy kingdom. Heavenly Father, we lift up to you our sister Kiki for strength and healing from the flu. And our sister Brittany, turning all her pain and stiffness after the knee surgery. We lift up our sisters to you, Father, for healing, strength, and health and encouragement. We lift up the brothers to you as well. Be good leaders. Be mature men. Be responsible. Teach others as appropriate for each one according to our callings. We ask, Father, for more brothers and sisters. We ask, Lord, Heavenly Father, that you would bring the family together according to your will, your timing, and your place. We ask, Lord, Heavenly Father, that you be glorified in all of this. Pray for your special help and anointing on this service today. Pray, Lord, for help in keeping this day in joy and celebration, regardless of what happens and what don't happen. You would help us to celebrate, be joyous, even in the midnight hour, even in the times of distress and discouragement, even in the times of temptation, trial that we would look upon your power more than the weakness of this world. Praise your holy name, Father, the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the ending, almighty creator, king of kings and lord of lords, be with us, Jesus. Praise your holy name. Amen. Praise Jesus. Greetings, brothers and sisters around the world. Brother AJ and Brother Robert. Brother Sister Kiki and Nicholas. If you're listening, or if you will be listening. Anyone else? Greetings. Here we are, pretty much in the middle of parents. Many people are already doubting 
And I would not say that I'm completely innocent. Human, carnal mind. Our nature as humans is to doubt and to not believe 100%. That is our weaknesses. I'm guilty as much as any man. Nevertheless, know that God is real. Know that God is in control. He is still on his throne. His will will be done in the end. And his word will be vindicated. And everything that is hidden will be revealed. Amen. We are here in the midst of term. It is only a little bit after 7 o'clock in the morning here in the eastern time zone of America. It is not even sunrise yet here. So it is not even the second day of Paran yet here. We're still on the first day of Paran here on the east coast until sunrise. I know that many of you in different time zones, you might be 12, 13, 14, 15 hours ahead of us, which means that you're already very much well into the second day. But the second day of turn will not be over with until sunrise of your time zone. Really, turn will not be over with until every time zone on earth has passed sunrise past the second day turn. There is some breaking news that I saw an hour ago or less that there are rumors coming from from within the Trump administration that there may be a major announcement maybe on Monday or Tuesday when the Prime Minister of Israel visits the White House. They might announce that the United States is now officially recognizing the Golden Heights as belonging to Israel. Now, this is uh, only uh, maybe a rumor or leaked information. We don't know for sure that this is actually going to happen. But many people suspect, and there are talk from within the administration, supposedly, that this announcement could come Monday or Tuesday, that the United States is officially recognizing Israel as being the owner of the Golden Heights rather than Syria. And that would be a new uh, policy of America, and it would be world-shaking. Even rumors of this is already shaking the world, especially the demonic world of the leftists and Democrat parties around the world and among the Muslims. It was stated many times over the years that when the war comes, that the 1967 border lines, which concerns East Jerusalem and the capital of Israel and the Golden Heights, 
that these things would be components slash elements of the provoking to war. 1967 border disputes, the Golden Heights and so forth, would be a component element of provoking to war. Uh, we know that Assad and Syria and Damascus, that this is another huge component that we should not uh, overlook the Golden Heights element of this situation as well. We also know that there are two major flashpoints in Syria, one on the northwestern corner of Syria in that town called something like uh, Idlib, I-D-L-I-B, and then in the eastern border of Syria, the border of uh, Iraq, uh, name of the camp or, or village or town is spelled T-A-N-F, T-A-N-F. And it was just said, what, maybe a couple of days ago that, that uh, Assad, first be his name, met with the military leaders of Iran and Iraq and his own nation of Syria uh, concerning uh, pushing the Americans out of that region of eastern Syria. Uh, within the coming days that they would open up uh, one of the uh, border crossing, uh, one of the border crossings to allow in uh, uh, a flow of uh, uh, military and uh, supplies and so forth through there, which America has said that they would forbid. And we have seen an increase in the American military inside Iraq uh, because of this, preparing to confront this. So this could be a major flare-up within uh, even today or tomorrow or next week. Only God knows, I reckon. As well as the other town that I just mentioned in the other point. In the Golden Heights issue, then you've got the Ukraine and Venezuela and Korea and South China Sea. You've got so many different flashpoints all across the world. And every one of them, every one of these, are very explosive, very dangerous, very serious, and ready to explode. Ukraine is ready to get completely out of control and explode. The South China Sea. Venezuela, Syria and Iran, and Korea. The American intelligence, military intelligence community suspect, very highly suspect, that the North Koreans may be preparing for a missile launch or nuclear test very soon, perhaps. That is what they are suspecting and keeping an eye on. And there are rumors that Trump might strike first in North Korea. 
another flashpoint that's ready to go off at any time. It would be really very ignorant and foolish to believe that neither one of any of these flashpoints are going to go off, to believe that none of these flashpoints will explode would be a pretty uh, absurd way of thinking. You've got so many dangerous, very serious flashpoints, and to think that none of these are going to get completely out of control, and in every one of these, Russia is involved. Venezuela, the Ukraine, the South China Sea, Syria and Russia, and all these places, the Golden Heights, Russia has their hand in every one of these places. So if any one of them in Korea, any one of these flashpoints was to explode, get out of control, either one of them, America would be in a war with Russia. America would be in a war with Russia and any one of these flashpoints were to activate. Yeah. So how can anybody on this earth that has a TV or radio or newspaper or the internet or any form of deceiving the news, how can any person on this earth with any of the ways of obtaining a news source believes that America and Russia is not going to get into a war, major war, world war. How can, I, how can they not think that? Now, the only question is how much time do we have left? Whether it happens today or tomorrow or another year from now, really doesn't matter very much at all. Time is an illusion, really, to God. Time is nothing. To me, God, time is nothing. I tell you, I cannot even... Something happened six months ago or six, six months ago or a year ago. I can't tell you which one it would be because it's like time. It's just not important, not but for urgency, but it's just like six months or a year or two years or one year compared to two years, I can't tell you what is what on time. The Bible says with God, day as is a, a, or a thousand years as one day. Time is pretty much just an illusion. It really doesn't matter whether it happens today. What really matters is that we be ready when it does happen that we still be strong in the Lord, that we don't fall away, that we don't live a life of a miserable heart or miserable mind. People on drugs, those are the people with a miserable mind, a miserable heart. People who are lost, people who are not saved, people who do not know Jesus Christ, those are the people that have a mentality of depression, a, a mind and a heart of not being content, not being happy, not being joyous. But if we know God, 
we know our Father, if we know the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, then we should have joy and contentment and peace unspeakable. And if you don't have that, then maybe your focus is wrong. And I'm not saying that you should completely ignore <clears throat> all the negative things, all the negative news and the news of war. We've got to, got to be watching what is happening in the world and be aware of the evil and of the time we live in. We have to be realistic, not close our eyes or hide our head in the sand. But at the end of the day, fact remains or should remain for us who are truly saved that if we know God and have his spirit within us, we trust in him. We trust in him that it's going to be okay. Even if there are a hundred nuclear bombs going off around the world, what if there's a nuclear bomb going off on the east coast of Korea and on the west coast of Korea and on the southern coast of Korea and on the north coast of Australia and on the east coast of Australia and on the west coast of Australia and on the west coast of America and the east coast of America? and the east coast of Africa, and the west coast of Africa, uh, Africa, and so forth. What if nuclear bombs are going off all over the world, and we start seeing starvation, and disease, and famine, and pestilence, and death, and people's bodies piled up in the streets? We're going to see everything I just said, pretty much. What is your mentality going to be in that time? Hey, it's okay to have some tears for the dead. It's okay to have some tears for the suffering of mankind. But those tears need to turn into joy because we have to go through the valley, which is symbolic of death, shadow of death. We have to go through the valley of the shadow of death in order to get to the promised land of paradise. We have to go through the rough things. Realize that. Remember that. And don't get stuck in the valley. But look up to the mountains from which your help cometh. That song what? 119? What song is that? 121. Psalm 121. Read verses that are encouraging to you. Write down verses that are encouraging to you. And read them often and quote them and say them as you go through your day. Remind yourself of the goodness of the Lord. Remind yourself of his power, of his strength, and of his faithfulness. And even though we cry and get temporarily distressed and we see the evil and we feel the pain and the sickness and, and the trial and the tribulation, we feel all these things. They're all real, yes, but we look 
past all this, we look to the author and the finisher. Listen to that. The author, the person who started it, the person that created it, and the finisher, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is faithful to finish the work that he has started in you. Stir up the zeal of the Lord in you. This is where the power of praise comes in. You need to praise the Lord. Read about Paul. Paul follows and follows Silas, who in the midnight hour, when he had chains on their feet, in prison for doing nothing wrong, but instead of crying and weeping and feeling down and feeling sorry for themselves, instead they sung praises to the Lord and God delivered them out of it. Read these encouraging places in the Bible. I don't like to call them stories. These are not fairy tales. Stories sounds like a fairy tale to me. That word story sounds like a fairy tale. But I know a story is not always a fairy tale. A person can tell a story of when they went to the beach or whatever. But and so I will use the word story sometimes, but I try not to, because to me it just sounds too much like it's talking the word story is fairy tale. And I don't like calling the Bible a book. It's not a book. Yes, it's yes, 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 it is a book. And it's more than a book. It is the book. <laughs> it is the Word of God. It is not really the Word of God, but it contains some of the Word of God. So I don't like calling the Bible a book because it sounds too weak for, for a manuscript that has so much power power of life and death, the power of the resurrection, the power of eternal life. For a manuscript that has so much power in it, life and death, I just don't feel right calling the Bible a book. Because that's like calling Theos, Theos. And yeah, it's like calling Theos, the us. Because Theo is the capital O, the omega. Whereas the us is the small O, the little O, which he is not. Now. And as we gather for worship, 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 worship the Lord. Amen. Sing with us, dance, move around the room. Move your legs and your arms and hands and be expressive in your worship. Don't be a robot. Amen. Praise the Lord. Worship him. And sometimes you might worship him 
standing up, being very joyous, joyous in your emotions and worshiping him. And other times you might find yourself falling to your knees or even laying face down on the floor. And if you feel compelled to do that, to get down on your knees, to worship him and bow your face to the floor during the worship service or during your prayer or during your services at home during the week, then do so. Obey the Lord. Obey the option of the Lord. Option is that means, that word means but a internal feeling that propels you to do something. Uh, internal feeling that propels you to do something. I have an option to get down on my knees. I have a, a propelling feeling, a feeling that propels me or, or, or provokes me to do something. And if you feel that, that drawing of the Lord, that pulling of the Lord, obey him. Prince, not the spirit. Obey him. Serve him. Do not be hindered in your worship. Amen. And we need to worship the Lord during the week, not just on the seventh day and not just on the holy day. It's very important to worship the Lord. It will get you through the hardest, most difficult times. I know. I know. Because in 2004, when I got saved, It was a very, 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 very difficult time. Very challenging. Very difficult. But I got through it by praising God. Praising Him with worship music. Whenever I was in the car, turn on the worship music, listen to the gospel music in the radio and sing along and raise my hands while I'm driving and just praise the Lord going down the road. And when I'm at home, when I was in the house, same thing, turn on the music, put on CDs or the radio or whatever, turn it up and worship the Lord. Often, as much as possible. It will get you through difficult times, whatever the problem is. Amen. Now, I do want to share testimony. I sent a newsletter notification sometime yesterday, I think, that said that God had given me a very strong divine confirmation that this term is important to him. In his eyes, this term is important. I want to share with you the testimony of that, what that powerful divine revelation was. The situation is 
that since my wife is currently having to walk with a walker due to the knee surgery and the loss of pain, we asked the doctor to give her a disability handicap placard card that you hang from your car window, rear view mirror, to allow us to park in a handicapped parking space so that we can be close to the door of a store or wherever we go so that she doesn't have to walk as far on the walker and in pain. Doctor granted that for a temporary period of time of six months that we would be able to park in a handicapped parking space for six months. We cut the paperwork to get this legal permission from the doctor to the courthouse. And one of the women in the courthouse noticed the date of the expiration of when the six months would expire, and she made a very specific statement about expiration date of 9-19-2019, how it was all nines and 19, 9-19-19. And she not only noticed it, but spoke about this, there's all nine nineteens. Well, she doesn't know it, but, you know, that's very significant about this term because the, uh, Baha faith, or however you pronounce it, the Baha faith, which is the fastest growing religion in the world, recognizes the number 19 as their holy number, as well as the number 9, I think, also, but especially 19, I believe. For whatever reason, I don't know, but 19 is their holy number. And the Baha faith not only being the world's fastest growing religion, but being pretty much the exact same religion as Assad's Halali cult. Pretty much a lot of the same basic foundational beliefs. Very, very, very similar to the to the Alawi sect of Assad. So you might as well just say it is Assad's religion. It don't matter who is in control of it, where their headquarters is, what the name of the religion is, none of that makes any sense or any difference. If the beliefs are the same, it is the same. And I don't know if the Alawi faith but puts any importance on the number 19 or not, but most everything else is the same. So it's important, and it was a connection of Param, because this being 2019, and in Iran, they consider spring equinox being the first day of the year. Now, they have a different year 
different number for whatever year they call it is. They wouldn't say it's 2019, but nevertheless, they know that the Americans consider it as being 2019. So I'm sure that there are many Muslims and Iranians and Syrians that are saying this is the first day, the New Year's of 2019, even though they have a different numbering system for the year, you could still say it's the first day of 2019, nevertheless, in, in a certain degree. Plus, with the 19th of the month being the last day of the previous year. So you have the 19th for the month plus the year of 2019. You got two 19s right there. Now I know Param is not the 19th, but if you're going to be picky and pick on little things like that, one day difference or one hour difference or one second, the 19th and the 20th is only separated by one second, correct? You draw a line in the sand, you step across on the left side of it, you could be in a different state, you can be in a different nation, you can be in a different town just by stepping your left foot over the line. Same thing with the 19th and the 20th. Only thing that separates it is an imaginary line of one second. So don't be picky about such things. There's a connection here. Now, that wasn't that wasn't the conclusion of it. That wasn't all. Not only did this woman at the courthouse uh, make a statement about the numbers, but then later on. I found my dad's old handicap uh, placard card from years ago, 13 years ago. Found it same day or the next day after getting our handicap card. And guess what the date was on it, even though it was 13 years old. The date on it for its expiration was 
has this same 919 for expiration. And our brand new placard has a 919 for expiration. That is beyond odds. If you were to try to figure out somehow with a, a, a math on a computer how many odds that would be over so many years of 14 years, got to be out of possibility. We serve a God that is powerful. Amen? And he is powerful enough that 14 years ago, he already knew what the expiration date would be for our placard. He saw, the Bible says, he saw the end from the beginning. Do you really believe the Bible? Do you really believe that God is all-powerful? Because if you have doubts that God could or would do such things, then you don't really believe that God is all-powerful. Amen. Now, there's, I believe that this confirms the importance to the term of this year, the term of 2019. But there's another possibility as well, in addition to that, is he might be showing us the date of September 19th, for whatever reason, I don't know. And I don't know for sure he's showing us the day of September 19th because his purpose might be only to show us the 19th to confirm the term of 2019. That might be his sole and only purpose in this. But it kind of seems to me, I believe, that he may be showing us an additional date of September 19th. That's very possible and very likely. Now, what would occur or why he would show us another date, I have no idea, and I'm not even going to guess, because I don't like to guess, and, and, and guessing is very uh, foolish. I don't want to even begin to guess about why or what during September 19th. The only thing I know is he might be showing us that date, probably is showing us that date, and to just be watching on that date. And until then, keep our ears and eyes open in case he keeps showing us 19s, and, and especially 919, keep listening. And part of learning God's voice is recognizing that if you hear or see the same thing over and over, it's not coincidence but rather we serve an all-powerful God. And he does speak, and he does reveal to his people. So recognize 
you see or hear something over and over that it is not coincidence. Amen. The only thing else that I've got to say is we'll continue to watch throughout today. I will, I will report in the newsletter notifications and on my Twitter feed anything of importance that comes along. I will pass it on to you. Remember, it's not over with until it's over with. It is not done until it's done. And if we do get past it without the strong delusion, then praise God that we would have another full year to get ready. And that would be a great thing, not a bad thing, but a great thing to have another full year. It's going to happen on parent. It will not happen any other day. Because the Bible is actually very clear that the catching up of the saints at the end of the tribulation is on the Day of Atonement, that the seventh seal opens on the day of the fiesta of trumpets, that the sixth seal opens on the day of Pentecost, and so forth and so forth. It's very clear about these things, and if any one of these things are true about these dates, then they're all true automatically by default because every one of the five holy days on the end time prophetic timeline are connected by the perfect number of days. So I just gave you three of the dates, and if any one of those three of the five or any of the five is correct, they're all correct by default, and there's no other possibility. It will be on turn. So it either will be before the sunrise or or whatever, the end of all the sunrises across the globe, and there's no term left in any time zone, it will be this year or else it will be another parent next year or the year after whatever. But it is not going to be 10 years away. It will not be 10, 20, 50 years away. It will not be. Um, I believe very, 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 very firmly that it will be this year or next year for sure. Because, open your eyes. Are we blind? Look at Venezuela. Look at Ukraine. Look at Syria. Look at these flashpoints. Look at South China Sea. Look at Iran. Look at these things. Look at Korea. How can we believe that it is five years or four years or three years? How can we believe it's that far away? It's got to be these next 24 hours or so, or next year at the latest. It's got to be. Believe any, anything else. You believe anything else would be very arrogant and ignorant and foolish. Amen. And I know a lot of people won't want it. A lot of people want for it to just go ahead and happen, get it over with. And I kind of share that same mentality to some degree. But to another degree, 
it would be wonderful to have more time to continue prepare our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our families and our friends and the world and supplies. There's a lot of reasons why we would be greatly blessed by one more year if we get it. And if not, if we don't get another year, praise the Lord. If we do get another year, praise the Lord. Either way, let's praise the Lord. Either way, let's be happy that he has blessed us with another year or that he has blessed us with the end of this generation. Either way, this is good. Whether it happens today or next year, this is good. This is good. I want to see the kingdom, and we have to start the tribulation. Sooner or later, we have to start the tribulation in order to get to the kingdom. Despite all the suffering we're going to see and endure, despite that, we have to go through the valley. Thank God for the valley, because without the valley, we cannot have paradise. Without the valley, without the tribulation, we cannot have paradise. We have to have the tribulation. We need the tribulation because the tribulation, the hard times, the distress will strengthen us into better human beings. They will purify us. Hard times are good for us. Very, very, very good for us. Hard times is good for people. That is why it's very difficult for a rich person to enter the kingdom because if they are spoiled, they have not endured enough trial and tribulation and suffering. If they have not been a poor person, have been rich all their life, have been spoiled all their life, they have not endured tribulation enough to shape their character and their soul and their personality and their heart for goodness and righteousness. We need hard times, and it is the poor people that have greater blessings spiritually. I never could get along with rich people, not very much. There's been some exceptions, but for the most part, I cannot stand a spoiled, rich person. The more poor they are, the better I can get along with someone. And that's the truth. I get along better with the homeless people, and I'm closer to the homeless people than I am any other group. Because... The more a person has suffered and more the, uh, more and the more and the more that a person that has gone hungry or without clothing or supplies or whatever they need, the more they have gone out, the better they are as a human being and the more I like the person and get along with them long term. I know that is why God told more than one person in the Bible to sell everything they had. Sell everything. Get rid of everything. He told, I think, two people that. That's why, because the things you own, they own you. 
Yeah. The more you that the more that you own, the heavier your load. Amen. Only remaining thing I'm going to do for this sort of service today is I'm going to let the computer read the book of Esther. I did not get any sleep at all. I don't think my wife got very much at all. Maybe five minutes or so, maybe. I didn't get any. So I'm going to let the computer work for us. I know this is okay with God because God agrees with the spirit of the law and not the letter of the law. Now, I'm in the process of uh, changing the voice for the audio for the Alpha and Omega Bible sound files, and I'm up to the end of the book of Isaiah. So I've, I've done Genesis through Isaiah. Is complete, and those are available for download. And anything after Isaiah, I will have to continue to work on uh, tonight, tomorrow, next few days. Uh, so that would include the book of Esther. Is already done as redoing the voice to a better, uh, better sounding, more pleasing to the ear uh, voice. So let's listen to this book of Esther being read by the computer, and that way I won't be stopping constantly to explain things. I, we've all read this. Every one of us has read this, surely. Let's let the computer read the book of Esther from the Alpha and Omega Bible. I will let everybody have some time to turn to the Esther before I start playing the audio. Because I want you to read it with the Bible. And this would be a good for me to read alone in the Bible so that I can correct later on I can go and correct the computer about it how it pronounces certain words. And maybe I might notice a typo or something that needs to be translated better or something like that as well. So this is good for this purpose as well. Now, the book of Esther starts on page 263 in the newest update, page 263 of history. In the history volume, page 263, and as the computer reads this to us, and we read along, Remember that there are, of course, the footnotes that tell us that there's a lot of symbolism for the end time concerning the Great Tribulation and, and Assad and Iran and so forth. So this is uh, the account, not the story, the account, the account of Perm in the book of Esther, chapter 1. Xerxes the great king, on the first day of Nisan, Mardachius, Mordecai, the son of Darius, the son of Semias, the son of Sisas, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Jew dwelling in the city Susa, in Iraq, a great man, serving in the king's palace, saw a vision. 
now he was of the captivity which Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon had carried captive from Jerusalem with Jantonius the king of Judea. And this was his dream. Behold, voices and a noise, thunders and earthquake, tumult upon the earth. And, behold, two great serpents, Gabbatha and Dari, who represent the end-time antichrist and false prophet, came forth, both ready for conflict. And there came from them a great voice, and by their voice every nation was prepared for battle, even to fight against the nation of the just. Haman's genocide attempt against the Jews represents the end-time Gog-Magog war and later, the Battle of Armageddon. And, behold, a day of gloom and darkness, tribulation and wrath, oppression and great confusion upon the earth. And all the righteous nation was troubled, fearing their own afflictions, and they prepared to die, and cried to the O's, the Alpha and Omega, and from their cry there came as it were a great river from a little fountain, even much water. And light and the sun arose. And, these, engulfed the honorable. And the lowly were exalted. And Mardachius, Mordecai, who had seen this vision and what the O's, the Alpha and Omega, desired to do, having awoke, kept it in his heart, and desired by all means to interpret it, even till night. And Mardachius, Mordecai, rested quiet in the palace with Gabbatha and Dara the king's two chamberlains, eunuchs who guarded the palace. And he heard their reasoning and searched out their plans, and learned that they were preparing to lay hands on King Artaxerxes, and he informed the king concerning them. And the king examined the two chamberlains, and they confessed, and were executed. And the king wrote these things for Amahorhil, also Mardachius, Mordecai, wrote concerning these matters. And the king commanded Mardachius, Mordecai, to attend in the palace, and gave gifts for this service. And Ammon, Haman, the son of Ammonites the Bagin, was honorable in the sight of the king, and he endeavored to hurt Mardachius, Mordecai, and his people, because of the two chamberlains of the king. Although Gabbatha and Dara, and later Haman, were first fulfillments, the main fulfillment will be in the end time. These words came to pass in the days of Artaxerxes. This Artaxerxes ruled over a hundred and twenty-seven provinces from India. In those days, when King Artaxerxes was on the throne in the city of Susa, in the third year of his reign, he made a feast to his friends, and the other nations, and to the nobles of the Persians and Medes, and the chief of the satraps. And after this, after he had shown to them the wealth of his kingdom, and the abundant glory of his wealth during one hundred and eighty days, when the days of the marriage feast were completed, the king made a banquet to the nations who were present in the city six days, in the court of the king's house, which was adorned with hangings of fine linen and flax on cords of fine linen and purple, fastened to golden and silver studs, on pillars of parrot and marble and stone, there were golden and silver couches on a pavement of emerald stone, and of pearl, and of parian stone, and open work coverings variously flowered, having roses worked round about. Gold and silver cups, and a small cup of carbuncle, a mineral, set out of the value of thirty thousand talents, abundant and sweet wine, which the king himself drank. And this banquet was not according to the appointed law, but so the king would have it, and he charged the stewards to perform his will and that of the company. 
Also Aston the queen made a banquet for the women in the palace where King Artaxerxes dwelt. Now on the seventh day the king, being Mary, told Haman, and Basin, and Dara, and Barazi, and Zatholta, and Abadiza, and Araba, the seven chamberlains, servants of King Artaxerxes, to bring in the queen to him, to enthrone her, and to place a crown upon her, and to show her to the princes, and her beauty to the nations, for she was beautiful. But Queen Astin hearkened not to him to come with the chamberlains, so the king was grieved and angered. And he said to his friends, Thus has Astin spoken, pronounce therefore upon this case law and judgment. So Archesius and Sassapius and Molyseer, the princes of the Persians and Medes, who were near the king, who sat chief in rank by the king, drew near to him, and reported to him according to the laws how it was proper to do to Queen Aston, because she had not done the things commanded of the king by the chamberlains. And much he has said to the king and to the princes, Queen Aston has not wronged the king only, but also all the king's rulers and princes. For he has told them the words of the queen, and how she disobeyed the king. As then, said he, she refused to obey King Artaxerxes. So this day shall the other ladies of the chiefs of the Persians and Medes, having heard what she said to the king, dare in the same way to dishonor their husbands. If then it seem good to the king, let him make a royal decree, and let it be written according to the laws of the Medes and Persians, and let him not alter it, and let not the queen come into him any more, and let the king give her royalty to a woman better than she. And let the law of the king which he shall have made, be widely proclaimed, in his kingdom, and so shall all the women give honor to their husbands, from the poor even to the rich. And the saying pleased the king and the princes, and the king did as much he as had said, and sent into all his kingdom through the several provinces, according to their language, in order that men might be feared, in proper reverence, in their own houses. Esther Chapter 2 and after this the king's anger was pacified, and he no more mentioned Astin, bearing in mind what she had said, and how he had condemned her. Then the servants of the king said, Let there be sought for the king chaste and beautiful young virgins. And let the king appoint local governors in all the provinces of his kingdom, and let them select fair and chaste young damsels and bring them to the city Susa, into the women's apartment, and let them be consigned to the king's chamberlain the keeper of the women, and let things for purification and other attendance be given to them. And let the woman who shall please the king be queen instead of Astin. And the thing pleased the king, and he did so. Now there was a Jew in the city Susa, and his name was Mardachius, Mordecai, the son of Jerus, the son of Semias, the son of Sisius, of the tribe of Benjamin, who had been brought a prisoner from Jerusalem, which Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon had carried into captivity. And he had a foster child, daughter of Ammonadab his father's brother, and her name was Hadassah, Esther, and when her parents were dead, he brought her up for a wife for himself, and the damsel was beautiful. And because the king's ordinance was published, many damsels were gathered to the city Susa under the hand of Guy, and Hadassah, Esther, was brought to Guy the keeper of the women, and the damsel pleased him, and she found favor in his sight, and he hasted to give her the things for purification, and her portion, 
and the seven maidens appointed her out of the palace, and he treated her and her maidens well in the women's apartment. But Hadassah, Esther, revealed not her family nor her kindred, for Mardachias, Mordecai, had charged her not to tell. But Mardachias, Mordecai, used to walk every day by the women's court, to see what would become of Hadassah, Esther. Now this was the time for a virgin to go into the king, when she should have fulfilled twelve months, or so are the days of purification fulfilled, six months while they are anointing themselves with oil of myrrh, and six months with spices and women's purifications. And then the damsel goes into the king, and the officer to whomsoever he shall give the command, will bring her to come in with him from the women's apartment to the king's chamber. She enters in the evening, and in the morning she departs to the second women's apartment, where Guy the king's chamberlain is keeper of the women, and she goes not into the king again, unless she should be called by name. And when the time was fulfilled for Hadassah, Esther, the daughter of Ammonadab the brother of Mardachias, Mordecai's father, to go into the king, she neglected nothing which the chamberlain, the women's keeper, commanded, for Hadassah, Esther, found grace in the sight of all that looked upon her. So Hadassah, Esther, went into King Artaxerxes in the twelfth month, which is Adar, in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Hadassah, Esther, and she found favor beyond all the other virgins, and he put on her the queen's crown. And the king made a banquet for all his friends and great men for seven days, and he highly celebrated the marriage of Hadassah, Esther, and he made a release to those who were under his dominion. And Mardachias, Mordecai, served in the palace. Now Hadassah, Esther, had not revealed her kindred, for so Mardachias, Mordecai, instructed her to fear the O's, the Alpha and Omega, and keep his commandments, as when she was with him. And Hadassah, Esther, changed not her manner of life. And two chamberlains of the king, the chiefs of the bodyguard, were grieved, because Mardachias, Mordecai, was promoted, and they sought to kill King Artaxerxes. And the matter was revealed to Mardachias, Mordecai, and he made it known to Hadassah, Esther, and she declared to the king the matter of the conspiracy. And the king examined the two chamberlains, and hanged them, and the king gave orders to make a note for a memorial in the royal records of the good offices of Mardachias, Mordecai, as a commendation. Esther. Chapter 3. And after this King Artaxerxes highly honored Ammon son of Ammonites, the Bugian, and exalted him, and set his seat above all his friends. And all in the palace did him obeisance, bow before him, for so the king had given orders to do, but Mardachias, Mordecai, did not do him obeisance. And they in the king's palace said to Mardachias, Mordecai, Mardachias, Mordecai, why do you transgress the commands of the king? Thus they spoke daily to him, but he hearkened not unto them, so they represented to Ammon that Mardachias, Mordecai, resisted the commands of the king, and Mardachias, Mordecai, had revealed to them that he was a Jew. And when Ammon understood that Mardachias, Mordecai, did not, do, obeisance to him, he was greatly enraged and took counsel to destroy utterly all the Jews who were under the rule of Artaxerxes. And he made a decree in the twelfth year of the reign of Artaxerxes, 
and cast lots daily and monthly, to slaughter in one day the race of Mardachius, Mordecai and the lot fell on the fourteenth day of the month which is Adar. That's the Assyrian Babylonian name. And he spoke to King Artaxerxes, saying, There is a nation scattered among the nations in all your kingdom, and their laws differ from those of all the other nations, and they disobey the laws of the king, and it is not profitable for the king to leave them alone. If it seem good to the king, let him make a decree to destroy them, and I will remit into the king's treasury ten thousand talents of silver. And the king took off his ring, and gave it into the hands of Ammon, to seal the decrees against the Jews. And the king said to Ammon, Keep the silver, and treat the nation as you will. So the king's recorders were called in the first month, on the thirteenth day, and they wrote as Ammon commanded to the captains and governors in every province, from India even to Ethiopia, to a hundred and twenty-seven provinces, and to the rulers of the nations according to their several languages, in the name of King Artaxerxes. AJV leaves out most of this. And the message was sent by couriers throughout the kingdom of Artaxerxes, to destroy utterly the race of the Jews on the first day of the twelfth month, which is Adar, and to plunder their goods. And the following is the copy of the letter, the great king Artaxerxes writes thus to the rulers and inferior governors of a hundred and twenty-seven provinces, from India even to Ethiopia, who hold authority under him. Ruling over many nations and having obtained dominion over the whole world, I was minded, not elated by the confidence of power, but ever conducting myself with great moderation and gentleness, to make the lives of my subjects continually tranquil, desiring both to maintain the kingdom quiet and orderly to its utmost limits, and to restore the peace desired by all men. But when I had inquired of my counselors how this should be brought to pass, Amon, who excels in soundness of judgment among us, and has been manifestly well inclined without wavering and with unshaken fidelity, and had obtained the second post in the kingdom, informed us that a certain ill-disposed people is mixed up with all the tribes throughout the world, opposed in their law to every other nation, and continually neglecting the commands of the king, so that the united government blamelessly administered by us is not quietly established. Having then conceived that this nation alone of all others is continually set in opposition to every man, introducing as a change a foreign code of laws, and injuriously plotting to accomplish the worst of evils against our interests, and against the happy establishment of the monarchy, we signify to you in the letter written by Amon, who is set over the public affairs and is our second governor, to destroy them all utterly with their wives and children by the swords of the enemies, without pitying or sparing any, on the fourteenth day of the twelfth month Adar, of the present year, that the people previously and now ill-disposed to us having been violently consigned to death in one day, may hereafter secure to us continually a well-constituted and quiet state of affairs, in the false name of peace. And the copies of the letters were published in every province, and an order was given to all the nations to be ready against that day. And the business was hastened, and that at Susa, and the king and Amon began to drink, but the city was troubled. Esther Chapter 4 Now I'm going to um, make it skip this chapter because where my uh, radio program where I broadcast was uh, 
says that I have only 25 minutes left allotted to me, so I have to skip a few minutes because there's not enough time to play everything. So let's skip to chapter five. Mordecai's Mordecai, having perceived Esther, chapter five. KJV leaves out most of this. And it came to pass on the third day, when she had ceased praying, that she put off her normal attire, and put on her glorious apparel. And being splendidly arrayed, and having called upon the host, the Alpha and Omega, the overseer and preserver of all things, she took her two maids, and she leaned upon one, as a delicate female, and the other followed bearing her train. And she was blooming in the perfection of her beauty, and her face was cheerful, and it were benevolent, but her heart was straitened for fear. And having passed through all the doors, she stood before the king, and he was sitting upon his royal throne, and he had put on all his glorious apparel, covered all over with gold and precious stones, and was awesome. And having raised his face resplendent with glory, he looked with passion. And the queen fell, and changed her color as she fainted, and she bowed herself upon the head of the maid that went before her. But the O's, the Alpha and Omega, changed the spirit of the king to gentleness, and in great concern he sprang from off his throne, and took her into his arms, until she recovered, and he comforted her with peaceable words, and said to her, What is the matter, Hadassah, Esther? I am your brother, be of good cheer, you shall not die, for our command is openly declared to you, draw near. And having raised the golden scepter he laid it upon her neck, and embraced her, and said, Speak to me. And she said to him, I saw you, my lord, as an agent of the O's, the Alpha and Omega, and my heart was troubled for fear of your glory, for you, my lord, are to be wondered at, and your face is full of favor. And while she was speaking, she fainted, and fell. Then the king was troubled, and all his servants comforted her. And the king said, What will you, Hadassah, Esther? And what is your request? Ask even to the half of my kingdom, and it shall be yours. And Hadassah, Esther, said, Today is my great day, if then it seem good to the king, let both him and Amon come to the feast which I will prepare this day. And the king said, Hasten Amon here, that we may perform the word of Hadassah, Esther. So they both came to the feast of which Hadassah, Esther, had spoken. And at the banquet the king said to Hadassah, Esther, what is your request, Queen Hadassah, Esther? Speak, and you shall have all that you require. And she said, My request and my petition are, If I have found favor in the sight of the king, let the king and Amon come again tomorrow to the feast which I shall prepare for them and tomorrow I will do the same. She delayed as led by Jesus, until the gallows could be built for Amon to be hanged. So Amon went out from the king very glad and merry, but when Amon saw Mardachias, Mordecai, the Jew in the court, he was greatly enraged. And having gone into his own house, he called his friends, and his wife Sosara. And he showed them his wealth, and the glory with which the king had invested him, and how he had caused him to take precedence and bear chief rule in the kingdom. And Ahmad said, The queen has called no one to the feast with the king but me, 
and I am invited tomorrow. But these things please me not, while I see Mardachius, Mordecai, the Jew in the court. And so Sarah his wife and his friends said to him, Let there be a gallows made for you of fifty cubits, and in the morning you shall speak to the king, and let Mardachius, Mordecai, be hanged on the gallows, but you go into the feast with the king, and be merry. And the saying pleased Ammon, and the gallows was prepared. Esther Chapter 6 But the Lord removed sleep from the king that night, and he told his servant to bring in the books, the registers of daily events, to read to him. And he found the records written concerning Mardachius, Mordecai, how he had told the king concerning the two chamberlains of the king, when they were keeping guard, and sought to lay hands on Artaxerxes. And the king said, What honor or favor have we done to Mardachius, Mordecai? And the king's servants said, You have not done anything to him. And while the king was inquiring about the kindness of Mardachius, Mordecai, behold, Ammon was in the court. And the king said, Who is in the court? Now Ammon was come in to speak to the king, that he should hang Mardachius, Mordecai, on the gallows, which he had prepared. And the king's servants said, Behold, Ammon stands in the court. And the king said, Call him. And the king said to Ammon, What shall I do to the man whom I want to honor? And Ammon said within himself, Whom would the king honor but myself? And he said to the king, as for the man whom the king wants to honor. Let the king's servants bring the robe of fine linen which the king puts on, and the horse on which the king rides. And let him give it to one of the king's noble friends, and let him array the man whom the king loves, and let him mount him on the horse, and proclaim through the street of the city, saying, Thus shall it be done to every man whom the king honors. Then the king said to Ammon, You as well said, So do to Mardachius, Mordecai, the Jew, who waits in the palace, and let not a word of what you have spoken be neglected. So Ammon took the robe and the horse, and arrayed Mardachius, Mordecai, and mounted him on the horse, and went through the street of the city, and proclaimed, saying, Thus shall it be to every man whom the king wants to honor. And Mardachius, Mordecai, returned to the palace, but Ammon went home mourning, and having his head covered, and Ammon related the events that had befallen him to Zosara his wife, and to his friends, and his friends and his wife said to him, If Mardachius, Mordecai, be of the race of the Jews, and you have begun to be humbled before him, you will assuredly fall, and you will not be able to withstand him, for the living Dios, the Alpha and Omega, is with him. While they were yet speaking, the chamberlains arrived, to hasten Ammon to the banquet which Hadassah, Esther, had prepared. Esther Chapter 7 So the king and Ammon went in to drink with the queen. And the king said to Hadassah, Esther, at the banquet of... Skip into chapter 8, because we're about to run out of time. Skip into chapter 8. Esther Chapter 8 and in that day King Artaxerxes gave to Hadassah, Esther, all that belonged to Ammon the diabolical slash demon, and Mardachius, Mordecai, was called by the king, for Hadassah, Esther, had revealed that he was related to her. 
Diabolical is the same Greek word for devil in Revelation 12 verse 9 and 12, 20 verse 2 and 10. And the king took the ring which he had taken away from Ammon, and gave it to Mardachius, Mordecai and Hadassah, Esther, appointed Mardachius, Mordecai, over all that had been Ammon's. And she spoke yet again to the king, and fell at his feet, and besought him to do away the mischief of Ammon, and all that he had done against the Jews. Then the king stretched out to Hadassah, Esther, the golden scepter, and Hadassah, Esther, arose to stand near the king. And Hadassah, Esther, said, If it seem good to you, and I have found favor in your sight, let an order be sent that the letters sent by Ammon may be reversed, that were written for the destruction of the Jews, who are in your kingdom. Or how shall I be able to look upon the affliction of my people? And how shall I be able to survive the destruction of my kindred? And the king said to Hadassah, Esther, If I have given and freely granted you all that was Ammon's, and hanged him on a gallows, because he laid his hands upon the Jews, what do you yet further seek? Write you also in my name, as it seems good to you, and seal it with my ring, for whatever orders are written at the command of the king, and sealed with my ring, it is not lawful to speak against them. So the scribes were called in the first month, which is Nisan, on the three and twentieth day of the same year, and orders were written to the Jews, whatever the king had commanded to the local governors and chiefs of the satraps, from India even to Ethiopia, a hundred and twenty-seven satraps, according to the several provinces, according to their dialects. And they were written by order of the king, and sealed with his ring, and they sent the letters by the couriers wherein he charged them to use their own laws in every city, and to help each other, and to treat their adversaries, and those who attacked them, as they pleased. On one day in all the kingdom of Artaxerxes, on the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is Adar, AJV leaves out most of this. And the following is the copy of the letter of the orders. The great king Artaxerxes sends greetings to the rulers of provinces in a hundred and twenty-seven provinces from India to Ethiopia, even to those who are faithful to our interests. Many who have been frequently honored by the most abundant kindness of their benefactors have conceived ambitious designs, and not only endeavor to hurt our subjects, but moreover, not being able to bear prosperity, they also endeavor to plot against their own benefactors. And they not only would utterly abolish gratitude from among men, but also, elated by the boastings of men who are strangers to all that is good, they suppose that they shall escape the sin-hating vengeance of the ever-seeing egos, the Alpha and Omega. And oftentimes evil exhortation has made partakers of the guilt of shedding innocent blood, and has involved in irremediable calamities, many of those who had been appointed to offices of authority, who had been entrusted with the management of their friends' affairs, while men, by the false sophistry of an evil disposition, have deceived the simple candor of the ruling powers. And it is possible to see this, not so much from more ancient traditional accounts, as it is immediately in your power to see it by examining what things have been wickedly perpetrated by the baseness of men unworthily holding power. And it is right to take heed with regard to the future, that we may maintain the government in undisturbed peace for all men, adopting needful changes, and ever judging those cases which come under our notices, with truly equitable decision. For whereas Ammon, a Macedonian, 
the son of Amadathes, in reality a foreigner from the blood of the Persians, and differing widely from our mild course of government, having been hospitable entertained by us, obtained so large a share of our universal kindness, as to be called our father, and to continue the person next to the royal throne, reverenced of all, he however, overcome by the pride of his station, endeavored to deprive us of our dominion, and our life, having by various and subtle artifices demanded for destruction both Mardachius, Mordecai, our deliverer and perpetual benefactor, and Hadassah, Esther, the blameless consort of our kingdom, with their whole nation. For by these methods he thought, having surprised us in a defenseless state, to transfer the dominion of the Persians to the Macedonians. But we find that the Jews, who have been consigned to destruction by the most abominable of men, are not criminals, but living according to the most righteous laws, and being the sons of the living the host, the Alpha and Omega, the Most High and Mighty, who maintains the kingdom. To us as well as to our forefathers, in the most excellent order. You will therefore do well in refusing to obey the letter sent by Allah the son of Amadathes, because he that has done these things, has been hanged with his whole family at the gates of Susa, Almighty Dios, the Alpha and Omega, having swiftly returned to him a worthy recompense, we enjoin you then, having openly published a copy of this letter in every place, to give the Jews permission to use their own lawful customs, and to strengthen them, that on the thirteenth of the twelfth month the dark, on the self-same day, they may defend themselves against those who attack them in a time of affliction. For in the place of the destruction of the chosen race, Almighty Dios, the Alpha and Omega, has granted them this time of gladness. You shall therefore also, among your notable feasts, keep a distinct day with all festivity, that both now and hereafter it may be a day of deliverance to us and who are well disposed toward the Persians, but to those that plotted against us a memorial of destruction. And every city and province collectively, which shall not do accordingly, shall be consumed with vengeance by spear and fire, symbolizing the lake of fire. It shall be made not only inaccessible to men, but most hateful to wild beasts and birds, symbolizing raptor birds of Ezekiel 39 verse 17, Revelation 19 verse 17, until the end of term. And let the copies be posted in conspicuous places throughout the kingdom and let all the Jews be ready against this day, to fight against their enemies. So the horsemen went forth with haste to perform the king's commands, and the ordinance was also published in Susa. And Mardachius, Mordecai, went forth robed in the royal apparel, and wearing a golden crown, and a diadem of fine purple linen, and the people in Susa saw it and rejoiced. And the Jews had light and gladness, Revelation 21 verse 23. In every city and province wherever the ordinance was published, wherever the proclamation took place, the Jews had joy and gladness, feasting and mirth, and many of the Gentiles were circumcised, and became Jews for fear of the Jews. Esther Chapter 9 For in the twelfth month, on the thirteenth day of the month which is Adar, the letters written by the king arrived. In that day the adversaries of the Jews perished, for no one resisted, through fear of them. For the chiefs of the satraps, and the princes and the royal scribes, honored the Jews, for the fear of Mardachius, Mordecai, lay upon them. 
before the order of the king was in force, that he should be celebrated in all the kingdom. And in the city Susa the Jews killed five hundred men, both Farsans, and Delphon, and Bosca, and Peridata, and Beria, and Sarbaca, and Marmazima, and Rupheus, and Arceus, and Zabuthius. The ten sons of Ammon the son of Ammonites the Bugian, the enemy of the Jews, and they plundered their property on the same day. And the number of them that perished in Susa was reported to the king. And the king said to Hadassah, Esther, the Jews have slain five hundred men in the city Susa, and how, think you, have they used them in the rest of the country? What then do you yet ask, that it may be done for you? And Hadassah, Esther, said to the king, Let it be granted to the Jews so to treat them tomorrow as to hang the ten sons of Amaz. And he permitted it to be so done, and he gave up to the Jews of the city the bodies of the sons of Amaz to hang. And the Jews assembled in Susa on the fourteenth day of Adar, and killed three hundred men, but plundered no property. And the rest of the Jews who were in the kingdom assembled, and helped one another, and obtained rest from their enemies, for they destroyed fifteen thousand of them on the thirteenth day of Adar, but took no spoil. And they rested on the fourteenth of the same month, and kept it as a day of rest with joy and gladness. And the Jews in the city Susa assembled also on the fourteenth day and rested, and they kept also the fifteenth with joy and gladness. On this account then it is that the Jews dispersed in every foreign land keep the fourteenth of Adar as a holy day with joy, sending portions each to his neighbor. And Mardachius, Mordecai, wrote these things in a book, and sent them to the Jews, as many as were in the kingdom of Artaxerxes, both them that were near and them that were afar off to establish these as joyful days, and to keep the fourteenth and fifteenth of Adar, the twelfth month of the year which usually occurs in Feb-March in the Roman calendar. For on these days the Jews obtained rest from their enemies, and as to the month, which was Adar, in which a change was made for them, from mourning to joy, and from sorrow to a good day, to spend the whole of it in good days of feasting and gladness, sending portions to their friends, and to the poor. And the Jews consented to this accordingly as Mardachias, Mordecai, wrote to them, showing how Ammon the son of Ammonites the Macedonian fought against them, how he made a decree and cast lots to destroy them utterly. Also how he went into the king, telling him to hang Mardachias, Mordecai, but all the calamities he tried to bring upon the Jews came upon himself, and he was hanged, and his children. Therefore these days were called for him, because of the lots, for in their language they are called for him, because of the words of this letter, and because of all they suffered on this account, and all that happened to them. For him is an Assyrian Aramaic word. The Greek slash Hebrew translation would be Fruri. And Mardachius, Mordecai, established it, and the Jews took upon themselves, and upon their seed, and upon those that were joined to them to observe it, neither would they on any account behave differently. But these days were to be a memorial kept in every generation, and city, and family, and province. Not just for the Jews, but also to anyone who celebrates the victory that Jesus gives of good over evil. And these days of the Fruri, said they shall be kept forever, and their memorial shall not fail in any generation. And Queen Hadassah, Esther, the daughter of Ammonadab, and Mardachias, Mordecai, the Jew, wrote all that they had done 
and the confirmation of the letter of brewery. And Mardukius, Mordecai, and Hadassah, Esther, the queen appointed a fast for themselves privately, even at that time also having formed their plan against their own hell. And Hadassah, Esther, established it by a command forever, and it was written for a memorial. Okay. Uh, we don't have time to read chapter 10, but you can read all the chapters that we have skipped. And we do hope and pray that you will have a wonderful uh, remaining few hours or maybe a whole day according to what time zone you're in, second day of term or three or however it did pronounce it there. I'm going to have to listen to that a few more times to get the correct uh, Greek version of that word rather than the uh, Assyrian version. So we hope that you have, uh, hopefully, some extra food in the house uh, to enjoy yourself. Don't get depressed and don't feel down because this is a joyous celebration. And remember that God will give us the final victory against the enemy, against evil, against lies, against false religion, against Babylon, against uh, demonic forces against all of the enemy, God promises us, those that truly serve him and remain remain with him until the end, he will give us the victory. But not only in the future, the same victory that is reserved for the future is alive in us now. Time does not exist. The power of the resurrection, the power of eternal life, the power of paradise, the tree of life that is in paradise existed from the beginning. And he is the author and the finisher, and he is the middle of our faith. He said that he is the the G I G Asher I G means not only that he is the Alpha and the Omega, but that he is the parent. That's why they translate it as I am, I am, is because it's not only past and future, but also current. But they left out the past and the future. He's not just the current. He is the eternal. That's why some translations, the Mothic Bible, translates it as the eternal. So that is, uh, that's what G is. He is the G is that he is not just the past and the future and the Alpha and the Omega and the beginning and the end, the author and the ending, but he is also the current. So your peace and victory and celebration should not be only after we get there, but also when you first get saved, you should have peace and happiness. And then when we get into the paradise, you have peace and happiness. But in the in-between time, is also we should be happy, joyous, celebratory in the midst of tribulation. There should be much joy in the midst of tribulation. We are promised victory. We are sons and daughters of the king. Our father is the king. We've got less than 30 seconds. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful few hours or entire day of celebration and joy on this happy holy day. Happy Param, everybody. God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.